Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. (coughs) Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Well, good evening, friends. Hey, thank you for taking time to tune in to your show with your co-host called Raising Expectations. And we're hoping tonight we've got a great program for you tonight that your expectations will be raised, your heart will be stirred. And most of all, you remember that uh, with God, all things are possible. And he made a way when his son died on the cross for us. We're excited about being believers. We're excited about being Americans. We're excited about all of you being our friends. So tonight, uh, we're coming to you again. We, uh, My name's Pastor Joe Schofield. You probably know that, but I get to quickly share tonight the people who bless my life every week or co-host with me on this year program, Raising Expectations. First of all, Dr. Paul Hall won't be with us tonight. Paul is in uh, Illinois uh, on family business. We're praying for him with his family. Paul is one of the greatest guys you can ever meet. So I to break this to all of you tonight, but we will be a theologless program tonight because he won't be with us. But when we told him that, he felt a lot better. So the theologian will be coming back real soon and he will be with us. And then over on the East Coast, we have all the way coming from the great state of Georgia, our two favorite peaches in Georgia, at least she's the peach. I don't know what they call men in Georgia. I'm not real sure. A peach, both peaches, that's it. We've got Stephanie and Dr. Tank. Thayer or Craig Thayer. Stephanie is a health and wellness coach, expertise. She just uh, will tell you how to take care of yourself, body, soul, and spirit. And uh, she knows everything about how to get better and stay there once you get there. And her husband, he's a great guy. He's a a great surgeon, a trauma surgeon. When people have needs uh, and we don't know what anybody would normally do. Tank looks at them, says a prayer, and he takes care of them. Someday we always say, I want to be the one. If I ever have a problem, Tank's there for me. So they're coming all the way from uh, just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, but in Georgia and uh, not Virginia. But anyway, moving right ahead ahead tonight. Boy, we got someone special for you tonight. We've got one of your favorite people, one of our favorite friends, but I got to tell you, he's friends to people all over the world. Our friend Richard Ray, as you know, was a special uh, anchor there at Fox 4 News in Dallas, Texas. Made me feel right at home when I got to Dallas. In fact, I watched the news every night just to see what he was up to. He had all kinds of special programs. He'll be sharing one of those tonight with you. It'll be coming up. Uh, we'll let him share that with you. But although he's retired from Fox 4, he and his wife are actually involved in missions around the world and here at home. And he's going to share with you tonight, as you probably read, many of you have responded back to me, about uh, his trip to help the refugees from Ukraine there in Poland. And he's got a great story to share with that tonight that will encourage each of us to be a help to everyone we meet, whatever their need might be. So tonight, Coming uh, live and direct from, uh, oh, wait a minute. Good grief. I didn't take my vitamins today. I almost forgot. Back to Texas. Hang on, Richard. We go. Good my, my, my favorite pastor in Texas. Oh, my. Check this. Oh, I'm not sure. So, yeah, there's a pulse. Don't worry. <laughs> Ron Greer, pastor from McKinney, Texas, and my old church back there also. Ron's one of the greatest no, don't, pastors. No, so don't, don't worry about me. Don't bother. Don't, I'm, I'm going to blend in here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. There we go. And he's ready to go tonight. So, hey, love you, brother. And I owe you one. So, <laughs> goodness gracious. And, and he has the greatest set you could ever see behind him, too. I tell you what, he's got that looking really 
first class. So in any event, Ron, it's a good thing. Next time, just say, hey, Joe, wake me up. So anyway, now we've got everybody covered. Back to our special guest, Richard. You know you're part of the family when we get like this. We just, we're just who we are. And uh, sometimes I have to prove I'm a senior adult and forget things. And boy, do I have no trouble doing that. But in any event, Richard Ray, all the way from Dallas, Texas. And uh, Richard, we want to give you a great welcome tonight. At, hey, Stephanie's back with us. So we're going to beat the drum roll. Welcome to Raising Expectations, Richard Ray. Thank you, Pastor Joe, Pastor Ron, Craig, and Stephanie. Always good to see you guys. You're so good to me and 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 always letting me come on here and talk about the things I'm passionate about. And tonight we got some fun stuff to talk about. It's a really, really cool trip that I was able to make. And and so I'm looking forward to answering any questions you guys have about that. But it was late March that uh, I was at a in Las Vegas at a baseball tournament, Pastor Joe, and I got a phone call. Uh, I was waiting for my bags to come off, and I got a phone call from Texas Baptist Men. I don't know how how many of our viewers are are uh, familiar with Texas Baptist Men, but it's a great organization that's been around since the 60s, and it's men and women uh, that go all over the world doing relief work. Uh, I was familiar with them because I'd covered them over the years as an anchorman reporter here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and 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 Pastor Ron, you know those these guys are all over Texas. Ron, uh, Ron is from uh, a suburb very near where I live, and if there's a fire, if there's a hurricane, if there's an earthquake, any kind of disaster, these guys are there uh, showing God's love uh, in 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 any way that they can. I specifically had a chance in 2005 when I was still a reporter and an anchorman at Fox 4 in Dallas, to go with a team from Texas Baptist Men to Sri Lanka, which is an island nation off the coast of India, which had been destroyed in the uh, tsunami, the South Asian tsunami. And they had all these water wells that had been contaminated. And they sent a team of water specialists over there, and my station sent me to cover. So I went on deployment with them, actually. I was still a reporter, but we slept on the floor and 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 did all the things those guys did, reported for about uh, six or seven days. I was there almost two weeks in Sri Lanka and then came back and did a documentary. And then I got to know the leadership in Texas Baptist men. And over the years, I would tease them. Uh, Ron will understand this. I say, I- I'm not Baptist, guys, but I- I'm Lutheran. But when I retire, I want to go do this work with you guys, never dreaming I'd actually get a chance to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> and I had it, I'd seen that they'd sent a, a, a team over to uh, uh, Poland. They always sent a scouting team first to make sure that they're needed. Because sometimes, you know, in these situations, you get a lot of volunteers, would-be volunteers who will show up, but they're just another mouth to feed. And another if they're not really needed, they almost become a burden on this. So they always send a team uh, to scout it out to see if they really are needed and can be of help. Once I saw that, uh, Texas Baptist Men has a whole series of training uh, steps you have to go through. You have to be vetted and and that kind of thing. So I did a lot. I spent about two days doing everything I could on the internet to get through their training. But again, never dreaming I'd get that. You know, like three weeks later, I two weeks later I'd get this call out of the blue from a wonderful man uh, that I'd met on that first trip, and 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 he said, uh, yeah, "I understand you might be interested in going to Poland." I said, "I would," and my wife, God bless her, because. I'm playing baseball. It's a it's a Friday night. I get the call. I'm supposed to come home Monday night, and then Texas Baptist men wants to leave Wednesday, early Wednesday afternoon. So I, of course, got to clear that with the boss first. And <laughs> uh, she prayed about it, said, "Yeah, I don't do it. It's, it's something that that's really worthwhile. We need to do it." And so that's how I got. In fact, I've got I've got some pictures. I think we can show the the first one we got is just of the team. Uh, and again, as I said, it's men and women. You'll see there's three women on that team. It was supposed to be 10 people, but one guy had to drop out at the end. But uh, it was a, a situation. This is us at the airport before we left. And you see, I'm so new. I still don't have the, the Texas Baptist men t-shirt. Then we get over there uh, and we went to a, and we can start showing some more slides. I'll talk to him about it. And if you guys got questions, just raise your hands and I'll stop and talk some more. I think the next slide shows maybe the church where we were working. Uh, we flew into uh, Warsaw. And then it was about a three-hour drive south to this church in the city of Helm. It's it's uh, spelled C-H-E-L-M, but it's uh, pronounced like a hard H, Helm. And it's big church, big uh, Baptist church there. And they had set up, and again, let's show some more slides here. Uh, 
they had uh, a shelter. These are these are one of our women. Uh, the women and and the guys would rotate uh, working in the shelter where uh, they had uh, uh, all sorts of cots and stuff. So this is a place where they would come in uh, from the range train stations right across the Ukrainian border. I mean, it's a stone's throw from Ukraine. They would come in and it would be a place that they could catch their breath and get some food and get some clothing. And then generally they would go further into Europe to Germany or Italy or, or somewhere. But you can see they've set up cots in this place. They had big feeding. They were feeding like nonstop, uh, 24 hours a day feeding people. And uh, maybe show another slide here. I, I'm not sure what, what all I put in what order. This, this is really touching. Aww. You're not going to see a lot of pictures of the uh, refugees. We were asked not to. You saw the backs of heads of kids there. They asked us not to take pictures of refugees. But it was mostly women and children. Men, of course, stayed behind to fight. And you would see them come in and, and they would be, uh, uh, let's hold on that slide for just a second. I want to talk about this story. But they would come in, uh, they would, uh, they would uh, a day or so, the kids would be all, you know, look in obvious shock. And then, but in a day or so later, they're in the playroom and they're, they're doing drawings and, and, and the women were able to, you know, interact with them with Google Translate was a really big player here. You, you know, you can talk into the to the phone and it'll spit back out in Ukrainian, what you're trying to say. But wow. uh, the next picture I want to talk about, the other thing we did. Oh, ask. Can I ask you a question on this picture? Go ahead. Go ahead. And on the thumb, it looks like there's a ring and then there's like a, a plant on the end of the index finger. Is that, is yeah, there a meaning I'm, that? I'm not sure what that was. All I know is that a Ukrainian child uh, uh, did that drawing and I was so touched by it. You see, they, they had a trouble spelling peace there. They had to add it. Yeah. But I mean, it's just these are these are children that would come in one day traumatized. But then the next they're running around the playroom acting like kids. You know, so that was really, really rewarding. Mm. Uh, then the, the next slide kind of shows something I want to talk about, too. And I'll show a bunch of these slides, too, because what I did most of the time was we worked at a warehouse uh, that was a couple miles away. And there was stuff coming in from all over Europe. And I'll show you some stuff on that in a minute. But I want to tell this story. Uh, the first day we're there. Uh, stay on this slide, and then we'll go back to the previous one. This guy from Ireland shows up, and he had driven like three days, had to take a boat, and 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 it took him three days to get from Ireland. And all this stuff had come from Ireland, with you'll see this, you know, for Ukraine, and that's what we were seeing over and over again. Is all the supplies would come in, and I'll go back to the other slide, and then people from Ukraine would come in this van in particular, and load up supplies. These guys helped us unload several trucks. And then they loaded up this van with everything that they could get in that van to go back into Ukraine, you know, baby food and all the sort of stuff that they needed. And um, when they got ready to go, I said, God, we've got to pray over these guys. So I asked them, I said, can we pray for you? Of course, they don't understand English, but I, I crossed my heart and, and it kind of, you know, put my hands up like can you pray. And they, oh, yeah, 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 pray for us. So I prayed a prayer for their safe uh, return. I prayed that the war would end. And of course, they didn't understand anything I said. But as they're getting in the van to pull away, the one guy, he's just about to climb in and he looks back and he goes, God bless you. Like he wasn't sure if he said it right. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh yes, 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 amen. Yeah. Wow. That's the kind of thing that whatever we did for those people, they returned in spades to, to everything we could have possibly done. But I'll, we can show some more slides. There was just a lot of really neat stuff going on at the warehouse there because all these guys are coming in with trucks and they've got to be unloaded and everything's got to be sorted. And then other groups are coming in to pick it up and take it back to Ukraine. And there was a, there were, there were volunteers there from Italy and Austria and Australia and, 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 Germany and France and England. One day we're there. It's a Sunday. And we've told it it's going to be a slow day. So we unloaded a couple of trucks in the morning. We come back after lunch and there are eight large trucks from uh, an equestrian club in England. They drove all the way from England. Oh, that was a hard day. My back was so sore. But these people were so motivated to come and help the people from Ukraine. It was like all of Europe had united to do this. And again, so wow. hard. We'll show a couple more Richard, slides. Richard, I have a question. One back, it, it was um, an Irish guy. It was like a removal company. Was he using his van to bring supplies in? Yes, yes. In okay. fact, what they, that apparently his company 
had decided that they were going to gather all this material and send it specifically for the Ukrainian refugees. And again, it was it was the stuff they needed, food and water and and nappies for the babies and 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 medicine and um, uh, and then a lot of money was coming. Here, here's another story. I want to tell the story. This picture is a really touching story when they tell the whole story. Again, we're sitting there one day, uh, one afternoon, and three vans show up. There's there are, there are four young people and this babushka-looking mama here in the middle. They were from Ukraine. They weren't expected. Usually, we would we would we'd get a heads up. Uh, people are going to come in, and they're going to need this or that. Well, they came in sort of unannounced, but that of course they're going to get sent stuff. So they had like three vans, and uh, we proceeded to load them all up. And now this one, there's. My friend Greg and another Joe's on the in the in the gray hat and Greg is uh, they're the only two guys that were my age or older and uh, work work my butt off they totally outworked me but uh, Joe suggested Joe Fuller said uh, we need to pray for these people show the next slide and so they started praying I thought by this time I'm going to take pictures of this because I didn't oh. the previous one you see this young girl in the middle she, she tears in her eyes as Joe prays for them before they send them back into. Ukraine. So again, I'm, I'm getting a little choked up here now just talking about that. But uh, that kind of stuff happened for it was really hard work. I got violently sick one night, there was a stomach bug going around the, uh, the shelter that uh, several people caught. It, it wasn't easy, but it was so fulfilling. And, and again, I say over and over again, I just thank Texas Baptist men for the privilege of being able to do this. I know Ron and Craig and Stephanie and Joe, I mean, if you'd have been given the chance, you'd probably gone too. I mean, it's, it's something that we I wish to do. Wow. Let's we'll a couple more slides and maybe we'll spark a question or two. Oh, yeah. Okay, again, uh, unloading stuff. Uh, uh, that's one of the, uh, that, that a lot of this was going on day and night. And again, this uh, the kid squatting down the front there. He's from uh, Italy, as I remember. And and then uh, there's a gal there. I think she was from Britain in the front. And then a cu- couple of Texas Baptist men. We weren't running the warehouse. We were just uh, we were just labor. But uh, uh, they had the the church. It really had it organized. They were they were uh, buying uh, food stuff and and making pallets. So then and it took a lot of time. A lot of stuff would come in unsorted. So you had to kind of put the medicine together with the with the medicine and the nappies with the nappies and the food with the food. So a lot of that. Wow. Keep going to the slides here. Maybe something else will spark me before somebody comes up with a question. Okay, this is the whole group plus a TV reporter. We got, you see the guy in the middle there without the uh, the younger guy there. The, uh, I think he's third from the right top row. Um, he was actually a TV reporter from NBC affiliate in um, uh, Houston that came over and did stories with us for a few days. We got a lot of coverage here in Dallas the day before we left, the day we left, and, and I did some radio interviews and stuff while I was over there. So it was a good opportunity to get the news out about Texas Baptist men. And since I've gotten home, it's been a great opportunity. And they're all, all the people in my church were praying for me. In fact, uh, this morning, my wife and I are, are taking our dog on a walk and a neighbor lady who lives about four or five blocks away came out on a porch and said, I was praying for you every day you were gone. Mm-hmm. So it's really been that kind of a rewarding situation too. That's great. Yeah. Finish out the slides here. Okay, this is the story to keep. Okay, we were Poland team one. This is a selfie as Poland team two arrived. Uh, Most of the folks behind me are part of Poland team two. Uh, They were there for a couple of days overlapping, and then they've been sending teams over there about every two weeks since. I think they're still doing that, but I, I could be wrong about that. Is there one more slide, maybe? Maybe not. Uh There we go. There we go. Now, we did go back to Warsaw. Uh, Before we flew out, we had some time in Warsaw. And it was a Sunday, very cold, but a pretty sunny day. And, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, people that were all out there holding uh, Ukrainian flags. And and we had a a little time to see old downtown Warsaw. And it kind of topped off the trip. But uh, awesome experience. Just an awesome experience. And I got an email last week to the, the Texas Baptist men. They don't, while we were over there, we had uh, wildfires and uh, tornadoes in wow. Texas. And why, after we got sent over there, Texas Baptist men dispatched three more teams to cover those here in Texas. And again, it's ongoing. I got an email last week, um, maybe not even last week, maybe four days ago, three or four days ago, that they're getting ready to send some people to New Mexico where 
wildfires are are raging and, and that's what texas baptists didn't do wow what church was that do you remember uh, was that a historical church there or? uh they, it, well it was the it was the big baptist church in helm and again that's spelled c-h-e-l-m if you look it up it's right on the Ukrainian border. I don't know how historic it was. It looked like it was probably built in the 60s or something. It was a pretty big, sprawling complex. Uh, one thing I did tell us, the two jobs we had were uh, whoever went to the shelter had to clean toilets and mop floors and fun stuff like that. <laughs> and then if you went to the warehouse, you had to work until your back ached. Oh. So it was hard work, but it was just really fulfilling. Oh, I you wanted the warehouse and not the toilets. <laughs> Depends. Depends what you want. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> Hank? I was going to say, it's kind of, you know, always be careful what you wish for, right? So <laughs> I'm sure it was probably almost a 24-hour day of loading, unloading, loading, unloading. Yeah. Stuff has got to be hard work. Wow. We That warehouse, what it reminded me of, we went to Haiti um, maybe eight or nine months after the earthquake and all these supplies had come in, but none of it was organized. And so I, I would literally go into like tent warehouses and crawl over and just pray. Okay, God, we need IV bags. Okay. We need adult diapers. Like, and I would just start. Cause I saw when you pulled up the picture, I said, look, there's diapers, you know, right away. I was starting <laughs> to pinpoint cause you start to learn what people need and we got to get some of this and we got to get some of that. And it is exhausting, but Weren't you filled up at the end of the day? Oh boy! Well, it, it yeah, it makes you feel good. And I will say too that that uh, generally, when Texas Baptist men deploy, <laughs> they do sleep on the floors of churches, and often it's really, really rough going. We had a hotel room. It was, it was, you know, it was not a luxurious hotel room. It looked like <laughs> something out of the Soviet era, uh, and uh, uh, beds were pretty, pretty. My my roommate had a bed it was slats board slats and one of the slats broke and so he was trying to sleep and (laughs) but you know that's just the minor inconveniences but uh, on a trip like that and i know you guys have all done mission trips you i I just got off the phone maybe two hours ago with rachel uh uh anderson rachel i forget rachel's last name i just talked to her but uh she's a, a child minister at one of the big churches in Plano, and uh, she's in child ministry, and they sent her over there because they thought there would be a lot of children to deal with, and there were, but she ended up mostly cleaning toilets, but that's all right. But Rachel <laughs> called me today. She's good. They've got something in the city of Plano. I'll give them a little. They've got something coming up in Plano where they're just trying to do a whole mission month in the city of Plano, and she was asking me how they might get coverage if the local newspapers or who. So I've just kind of given her advice on how they might get coverage, but you become uh, you know, those people forever are your mission friends, your mission brothers and sisters. And, and so we've all kind of kept in contact. I had a great roommate named Ken and uh, all the other guys that were just uh, uh, just super, super people to to work with. And I'm, I hope I can deploy with those guys again, guys and gals again. Hey, Tank had a good question, yeah, too. Say, what, what did they feed you? I'm sorry? What did they feed you? Oh, feed. Well, uh, we had the, the hotel had a uh, breakfast and it was, it was pretty good breakfast. You know, it's food, not necessarily uh, that we're used to, but it was, it was good breakfast. And then we would always eat lunch at the shelter. And again, the shelter was running 24 hours a day. They had people cooking all the time and the best borscht I've ever had. I mean, the food was terrific in the in the uh, kitchen. The women were wonderful cooks and and they made sure everybody stayed uh, stayed fed, and and again, people coming and going constantly. And then we would usually eat out at night, so it was it wasn't it wasn't like we were uh, MREs or anything. It was it was. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the kind of I wanted to say like spirit or flavor of the folks coming through? I mean, obviously, this is a high stress flight or yeah. flight. That's a really good question. Let me describe that. What you would see, it was they would come in and usually it would be, uh, again, women and children. And the children would just kind of be in shock. And the women would, you know, had obviously been stressed out and tired and really beaten down. But then it was it was rewarding to see that generally, especially with the kids, as I said earlier, a couple, they had a big playroom. 
with all sorts of toys and stuff. And the, we would go in there and we'd sweep up and everything. And then the kids would be running and playing and giggling and laughing. And, and, uh, and the women would have, would get out their Google translate on the phone and, and they would you would say like, uh, do you have brothers and sisters? And then they would, and then the phone plays back in Ukrainian, do you have brothers and sisters? And, and uh-huh. they, the kids were laughing and having all sorts of fun. And, and the, the women on our group were just wonderful in the way they dealt with the kids. But it was, it was pretty, pretty stark. When they first came in, they were obviously traumatized. And most of the time, you'd see the same people a day or two later. And, and they'd recovered somewhat. Uh, I should tell another story, too. It was really, um, apparently, just before we got there, they had an absolute flood. It slowed down a little bit as we got there, but we'd only been there about a day. And uh, we get word that the, the train station coming in is an entire orphanage of kids from Ukraine. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so we got there the next morning and I had my, uh, I had a good video camera. And I think that's what, I think maybe that's one of the reasons that uh, Texas Baptist men thought that they'd send me is because I could help with that kind of thing. So um, when we got there the next morning, there were two large buses from Italy, from a town near, uh, I think it's near Milan. And uh, they'd been contacted by the government of Italy about these kids. And in, in that short period of time, they had sent a, the two large vans, a uh, like an ambulance with uh, paramedics and a mm. couple other support vehicles to pick up all 104 of these children and their, the people that were with them. So um, it, we filmed the kids again, not showing faces, but I, I should have included that video uh, in the, what we did. But then Rachel, kind of narrated and I edited it together and something. If you look at my Facebook page, uh, Richard Ray Fox four, uh, you can find that uh, from back when we did that sometime in the last week or two of March, but they loaded those kids up. It was really quite a lengthy process because they had the, 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 all the paperwork they had to fill out and then they just about get you ready. And then four or five kids would have to go to the bathroom. So they'd run out and they'd go back to the, to the church. Go to the bathroom and say, oh, wait, can't find so-and-so. So it took a couple, three hours, but they finally got all those kids. And we were told, I talked to the people that were, that had come from Italy and we were told that every kid had a place to stay. Every kid had, they'd made arrangements for them to continue their education I mean, again, the hearts of, of Europe just went out to this to the Ukrainian people. I, and I, I hope and I pray that that continues uh, because they need all the support they can get. So I, ju- I just pulled up the distance between Chelm and Milan. It's over a thousand miles. I mean, that was a 17 hour drive with no no notice. I, I love that. I love how people rally uh, when stuff happens. Amen. We saw that over and over again. Some of them working at the uh, uh, sh- uh, at the shelter. They some of the guys came from there. Uh, one couple came from a school in uh, Switzerland, and he was Australian and she was Austrian. Real lovely young couple, handsome, handsome and beautiful young couple. And she was working in the shelter, and he was working at the uh, uh, at the um, uh, warehouse with us. And they had a little bit of break from school. Uh, they they left a couple of days before we did, bowing that they were going to go back, now knowing what specifically was needed most, and that they'd be back with more supplies when they return. And we saw that repeated over and over again. A kid from Northern Ireland uh, who professed to be an atheist, but, you know, hanging around with uh, guys like us. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Fact, yeah. Fact, gave uh, a little time. Yeah, well, my friend Joe Fuller, the the guy in the dark hat and the t-shirt that was leading the prayer with that uh, older woman that I showed you later, he's kept in contact with that young man. His name was uh, think about a minute, but anyway, uh, and and just again, you you develop relationships. Uh, one of my favorite sayings has always been, "Preach the gospel always, when necessary, use words." They saw us preaching the gospel even if we weren't talking the words. So, hmm. right. Amen. Amen. Bon, you got a question? Another question, uh, <laughs> uh, Rich. How about the, the citizens that you have contact with in the city outside the shelter? What What's the mood there uh, among the other folk in Kiln? Well, honestly, most of the people we talked to uh, were uh, uh, 
were connected with the church. Uh, they were church people that there's a, I think they call it the Baptist union over there. Right. So I didn't have a lot of talk. I didn't, I, I didn't really speak with a lot of people. I don't speak Polish and, and, and um, okay. yeah. right. especially in a smaller city, sort of outskirts like that. There's not, not uh, a lot of the younger people speak English, but uh, most of the other people don't. So okay. I honestly didn't have a lot of contact with that, but I, I think the mood was very obvious that the, the nation of Poland as a people had very decidedly taken a stand on this. They're standing with Ukraine and not Russia. In fact, while we were there, Putin, one of Putin's top uh, uh, top supporters, back the guy who held his presidency for one term before Putin took it back, uh, had gone on one of the social media things, basically threatening Poland. You're going to be sorry for taking Ukraine's side in this kind of thing. And Poland's like, uh, you know, we're going to say more. <laughs> I, I think it was, and I think that was the attitude of Europe in general. And we've seen that now with uh, Finland and, and, and Sweden talking about joining NATO. Right. And, uh, Putin obviously has been trying to weaken NATO for a long time. And unfortunately, he's had some help here. He'd been trying to weaken NATO. And I think that he thought this might crack NATO. Instead, it has solidified NATO in a way that 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 uh, hopefully it will benefit the world going forward. We hope so. Yes. We so. Agreed. Ron, you got a follow up? Looks like uh, you're thinking. <laughs> oh, no, you're okay. <laughs> I was trying not to dominate. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. You're not. No, Ron. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Ron. <laughs> this is Paul's shot. Go ahead. Okay. Well, that was a, the other question was again, I was going to go back to the, the people coming from Ukraine transporting food back. Uh, any conversations with them about the circumstances there, about the mood of the people there, uh, their ideas or their. their Pers- their perspective on how the the war is going, anything like that at all? So determined. And there's some of them spoke. In fact, that's the way the communication would go. It's a good question. That's the communication would go. So, somebody would find somebody who could speak a broke, broken English in whatever language, you know, so you had like four or five different things going on. But we were able to communicate with a, uh, a young bus driver from uh, a city, uh, maybe halfway to Kiev, mm. uh, Kiev. And uh, uh, talking to him about, and he had a big semi, and uh, mm. uh, we loaded that thing. Man, he took a lot of stuff back and forth. But he talked about, you know, the determination of, you know, we're going to win this thing. And they've shown that determination. I, you read the news today, they've actually retaken some territory. Uh, right. if, if the West continues to supply them with the arms they need, and again, I'm not a military expert, I'm just reading the paper and 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 the, like the rest of you guys, and, and and watching what's going on on TV, but you could, there, there's an old saying about you know it's that's that doubles the power of an army when they're fighting on their own home soil. You, yeah. you mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Yeah. You're fighting for your survival. You're fighting for your for your home. You're gonna uh, going up against some kid from Russia that doesn't even know why he's there. Yeah. It was probably right. misled about why he was sent there. Yeah. Obviously, those people are going to be a lot more motivated and. I saw something today that indicated that Putin has lost a full third of the men and women he sent to fight over there. He's lost a hundred times more men than we ever lost in Afghanistan or Iraq. You got to go back. I don't think, I think he's already lost more men than we lost in Vietnam. So the toll, and and that's part of my prayer every day too. And I'm I'm a suspector of yours God end that awful war. Be with President Zelensky and the good people of Ukraine and Russia because they don't deserve this either. So you know, I have I have teenage boys, and so I've talked about this on other shows that we've done. My reaction to the war has been a little bit different than the men in my house because they're like, "Did you see what happened?" And so you know, Craig's getting it from the news, and the boys are on TikTok. And one of the things that they came out and showed me, which is genius, really. Is, you know, all the satellites and different things were down that Russia had taken them down in Ukraine. Well, the Ukrainians took all the signs off. There were no signs anywhere. So if you weren't local, you didn't know where you were going. And my boys, I mean, you want to have teenagers just like, yeah, you know, and they're taking over the tank. They thought that was the best thing. And it sounds so simple. But there is a home field advantage. You grew up there. You know, every road, you know, you have six miles of them backed up and they can't go anywhere. Too bad, you know. 
Sounds like the Battle of the Bulge in World War II, right? They changed yeah. all the signs and they didn't know where they were. And Miss Stone, yeah, wow. That was simple. Yeah, <laughs> good thinking. Too. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, I will vouch for, for this that I, I don't ever want to talk politics, but I will say one political thing. I hope America's resolve to continue to help Ukraine remains fully engaged. But uh, that, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I know. I agree. Well, I mean, I don't know how we. Well, I do know. <laughs> That's politics. I mean, to back away at any point is going to cost us more in the long run than continuing to supply stuff. So we need to do that. But but I'll ask you something. So what was the most moving moment on the trip? Most moving moment? It might have been when that guy turned around and said, God bless you. Yes. I, I just, yeah. Because he didn't know if he'd said it right. He said almost per- I mean, he said it perfectly. He, he spoke in tongues. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, I did that once. So I, going to Honduras, have learned Dios bendiga, which means God bless you in Spanish. And so we were handing out food and water to these people in Tennessee and Chattanooga. And I thought this lady was Hispanic. So I said Dios bendiga, but my partner who was helping me goes, she's Asian. <laughs> oh, well, I spoke tongues to her. <laughs> so, that's all right. I just call grace and forgiveness, right? When we're trying to do the right thing. I've said, I've said worse on mission trips, that's for sure. Oh, uh, they, they look uh, at that the pastor's yeah. wife's tummy and asked her how many months pregnant she was in Ooh. Spanish. And she's, oh, no, she's not. not no. <laughs> Never asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> My mom told me never ask that question. I'm yeah. like, where were you, mom? Yeah. Oh, well, you were concerned. They look at your face and they know your heart, Tank. They always do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what matters. I can my mouth, just fine. Richard, you got Ron. You got another question? I want to ask. Go I, in well, I was, direction. No, I was, was going <clears> to <throat> kind of piggyback on the on the uh, circumstances with uh, Putin, uh, being that. Um, I think he's lost eight generals so far, uh, eight, eight generals, uh, three warships, and a heavily damaged a fourth one. Uh, you, you started hearing those sorts of things, and mm-hmm. you, you begin to realize that there's a lot more going on, a lot more help going on than what the news media is even uh, telling us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of those, a couple of those uh, incidents where ships were hit, and there's no way you can do that without certain sophisticated uh, munitions. And well, there's only the news media did tell us, people, huh? The news media oh. did tell us that the Pentagon helped at that, and then the Pentagon said, "No, no, we didn't do that." There are only four countries that could do uh, do what they did. <laughs> Same thing so, with the pontoon <laughs> bridge. Yeah, pontoon <laughs> bridge. That surprised the heck out of them. They're not going to yeah. go back across that river. Uh, Big surprise. You know, it's not just the governments, but there's all these anonymous groups of like hackers that can be nefarious bad people too, yeah, but yeah, yeah. they've really targeted Putin. And, and I, you guys see again, probably as much as I see on this, but he's got physical problems. He, he's all of a sudden, all of his, a lot of his former top reasoning yeah. are disappearing. And yeah. there's been some mysterious deaths. I mean, I think he's, I think he's probably scrambling to, to make sure no, there's not a coup because at this point he's killing their economy. He's, literally killing a, a third of their army. Uh, there's got to be forces there trying to make this go away. But well, you know, well, I mean, I think that's one of the one of the issues that, that's, uh, that's one of the issues that's a matter of prayer uh, for us is, you know, it, it's one of those things you get a, a desperate man. Uh, it's the cornered dog syndrome, cornered wounded dog uh, mm-hmm. that you end up doing something drastic and crazy uh, just despite all the all the folk who are against him, and I'm I'm praying that there are enough people under him who are ready to revolt. Uh, you know, you know, we've we've heard story. We keep hearing stories leaking out about even some of the uh, the soldiers within the field there, and some of the officers uh, who are today. I think one finally broke on the public that there is a, an officer who shot himself uh, yeah. just to get sent back off the front yeah. line. Uh, okay. But you know, I think what people don't don't get is that. Well, this for my friends tell me that most of the Russian soldiers that are there, they're conscripts. They aren't people who who volunteered. 
they were basically in essence drafted and then sent there. What am I doing? Uh, and most of them don't have a lot of training. I've mm-hmm. got another guy we were talking with her who's a, uh, well, I won't say anyways, he's there, but uh, even most of the equipment, the, 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 uh, the trucks and the transport equipment, uh, he talks about how horrible the maintenance condition is and how horrible the, uh, the, the equipment is. It's somehow Russia has been having have this facade that there's this mighty, well mechanized arm uh, military, and somehow in Pol- and here in Ukraine, I think the cover is being pulled back. That they're not as 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 advanced and as and as powerful well, as the people thought they were. But again, I think and what's one of the um, I think the Ukrainian people's resistance is what exposed that uh, because everybody assumed and I assumed. That if he, you got two hundred thousand troops on 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 the borders, they're going to eventually say, "Okay, okay, let's let's negotiate." Uh, nobody expected them to go. No, we're not going to. Especially you have a comedic actor who is is a president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no. to the challenge, right? Like yeah. man of the year. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, one thing for sure, the the geo. What Ron was saying there early on. Uh, a guy whose opinion I respect was saying the Russian army is a paper tiger, but we have to remember they have the largest nuclear yes. weaponry in the world. So that's the that's the line that we're in. As Ron said, this guy's unstable. What if he's going out? I don't know. But that's what we pray about every day, right, guys? Yeah, that's right. God's got it. Yeah. You know, One thing for sure. Go ahead, Tank. Go ahead, Tank. I was going to say my comment on that is he did say in one of his speeches something that was um, good, which is when asked about nuclear arms, that he would not use them unless their country was in imminent danger. So as long as we push Russians out of Ukraine and don't invade their territory, or at least enough territory that now they're worried about imminent danger, he won't pull a trigger. That's what yeah, said. we're going to have to keep praying. That's a good point, Tank. I'm going to shift us. That one thing for sure: the geopolitical picture of the world has certainly changed. Who would have thought the the strengthening and the bringing together of NATO? What has happened in NATO is unbelievable. Yeah. With them coming together, and of course, China sitting back saying, "Let's take another look at this, boys. Maybe this not such a great deal after all in Taiwan." And there's just so many ramifications. But that's politics. We just do what Richard said. We'll keep giving this to the Lord and realize. We trust day by day, and he raises our expectations each day because God's in control. But it's something else, isn't it, Ron, when we look at it? Something to see. Richard's got something really great. And, Richard, we have got about uh, t- about uh, nine minutes. we got a two-minute thing. So, yeah, and we're going to bring – we're going to come back with this. So let's go ahead. Dispar- disrespectful clock every week. Yeah, we hate our clock. Excuse me. Don't hate anything, but we don't like our clock. Folks. <laughs> Is it an acting update? Tell me it's acting update. Is it? No, it's a, it's a documentary update. In fact, if we can play the documentary I've been working on, we, it's going to get a national audience on Friday night. ABC's 2020 is going to run the story, and I've got a two-minute promo that I think we can air right now. TJ, can you put that on for us, friend? Yay! It was just like a normal morning. I was getting ready for school, and then I heard my grandmother scream. The Hunt County Sheriff's Department is investigating the murders of a husband and wife found dead inside their home. This is the house where the Woodruffs were murdered. Police find an absolutely gruesome murder scene. Brandon is the last person to see his parents. This is important. Brandon, did anything happen with you and your parents? No, no, that's crazy. Tell me what you want to hear. Brandon was wonderful with animals. He's almost like a horse whisperer. He had different ways of doing things with his horses that was just almost magical. He just had a gift. They were saying he was a murderer and there was just no possible way. There were wild revelations. He would spend crazy amounts of money. Staying out too late, sleeping in, missing classes. His appearance was pristine. Brandon's secret life. I would never, ever imagine that he would harm his parents. Did this teenager murder his parents to cover up his secret double life? They had rumor, innuendo, and suspicion. 
You have yet to hear the whole story. There is a false timeline presented by Brandon. Brandon was up there. He could have gotten this gun. Who's wrong? Somebody's wrong. Now, for the first time on television, the powerful prison interview. Brandon, I have interviewed a lot of people in prison and in jail, and so often they say, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Why should we believe you? The stunning all-new 2020 True Crime Event Special. Gave me goosebumps. I know the truth, and the truth's going to come out. Premieres Friday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos. I encourage everybody to watch that. Uh, I got involved with this about a year ago. The deeper I get into this case, the more angry it makes. This kid... At the very least, did not get a full trial. And I think the evidence shows he could not possibly have murdered his parents. He did lie about being gay. That, you, that, that came back to haunt him at uh, trial. They, the, the prosecutors, he can lie about being gay. He can lie about killing his parents. There's not a shred of evidence that puts him at the murder scene and a ton of evidence that he couldn't do it. But our documentary is going to do on a longer version what 2020 is going to do. And that's to lay it all out there. Those who believe he did, those who believe he did, and let people decide themselves. But it's a really powerful case. The kid has spent almost half of his life in prison or jail now for a murder that the, since I got involved, we contacted the Innocence Project of Texas, asked them to take a look at the case. They're now working actively to try to free Brandon Dale Woodruff. And uh, it's a story that's going to get, it's getting ABC 2020 coverage on Friday. There's another not as big a network coming into town in about two weeks that uh, my partners and I are working with. To, I, I want to say one more thing about that. Early on, we had a production team that said, don't work with these other crews that come in because if it's on ABC's 2020, we won't be able to sell it to Netflix or Prime or whatever. We made the decision then. We continue to make the decision. Whatever's best for Brandon comes first. Right. Whatever's <laughs> best for the film comes second. So, Amen. Praise God. Okay. Amen. That's it. Well, maybe come on next time and we could talk about that. You guys will have all, if you watch that, you'll have all sorts of questions for us. Uh, we, we need two hours. We need two hours, two hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Hey, we're working on that. Boy, I'm glad you said that, folks. I almost forgot something there. We, uh, we're working on that. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, uh, we are a driven and financially paid for program by all of you and those that donate to us. Thanks so much. You are a blessing. You're in our prayers and uh, we thank God for you. But if you can help us, uh, I just got hit with some more things we're covering cost-wise, and uh, we sure could use the help. I'll give you the address again, real simple. It's high tech. Here we go. You ready? bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations. One more time, bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations. And, uh, if you'll go on there, there's a donation button if God speaks to your heart. You'll sure bless us, and we appreciate that. And so as, as we look at this, uh, um, in just a minute, I'm going to ask Ron to pray as we go out here tonight, brother, if you would, for, for Ukraine and for Richard, for his ministry. But also, Richard, uh, if, if you've got anything else you want to say about the program, maybe what's coming up uh, on this program, tell us. We've got, we got about three and a half minutes here. I just want to repeat that uh, uh, I have a long prayer I do every day. It takes about 35, 40 minutes, but you guys are in the rotation, have been for quite some time by name, each and every one of you, Dr. Paul as well. And I, you guys have been very, very kind to me to let me promote the things that I'm working on and the missions and the ministries that I'm involved in. And I do give thanks to God every day for that. Thank you, guys. And we appreciate you. We thank God for your life, don't we, folks? Amen. For what you do. And uh, I tell you what, you turned me into a Texan. Once I started watching that news with you, I felt like I was right at home. <laughs> that worked out good. Hey, Ron, would you lead us and just pray for Richard and then pray for the Ukrainian people, brother? That'd be great. Sure, sure. It might be my pleasure. Thank you. God, we thank you for your great love for us, Lord, uh, for your grace shed upon us through this relationship we have with you by your choice through our faith. And that, Lord, also the assurance you give us that you are our father and we're your children and you hear us. And you work constantly, Lord, on our behalf. And we thank you, Lord. And in that truth, we pray for my lift my brother uh, up to you, Richard, that, Lord, you continue to work and move in his life, that, Lord, you continue to open uh, opportunities for him in the second quarter of his uh, second half of his life, that you continue to use him uh, mightily in the lives of other people. And as you do, we pray that you would continue to. 
Lord, uh, drill down deeper into into him uh, to show him more and more about who you are and who he is, that you might be able to use him even more effectively. Thank you for the opportunity you've given him. Thank you for the platform you've given him, Lord. And now give him wisdom and your uh, good sense of your presence. And also, Lord, great understanding of what it is he do and how to do it well and how, Lord, most of all, to represent you. God, we pray that you would, uh, uh, Lord, put your presence and your hand over the lives of the people of Ukraine. Yes. Uh, it's often, Lord, we feel like the, the actual people themselves are being used and being attacked. And, uh, Lord, you are their only hope uh, at this point. We thank you for how you rallied other countries to their rescue. Uh, to help them, we pray that that would continue, Lord, and more even intensify. In the end, that Lord, the wicked might be uh, uh, banished and and uh, discouraged. Pray also, Lord, for the people in in Russia who are in the dark and who have been lied to as well, that they too would, Lord, would understand and see what's going on and rise up, and uh, Lord, resist that. In the end, we pray that you would do, Lord, beyond what any of us can even imagine. And never think of, because you are God. Pray, Lord, that you would keep us mindful of our relationship with you in everything we do and say that we will love you wholeheartedly with all our mind, with all souls, in a way that people might know that you are God and there is none other but you. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, and make us worthy in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Richard, thanks for your life, for your ministry, and we sure are grateful you're our friend. We appreciate and love you, and just we'll continue to pray. Ron, thanks for the beautiful prayer, brother. And uh, we'll just be going from there. Um, and Tank, God bless you. God bless you, Steph, and all the things you're doing. Remember to pray for Paul, and yeah. uh, we will we will see what uh, what happens there as as we go out. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking at the old meter go down. You ever watch us, Richard? Richard knows all this stuff high tech compared to me, but you know, it goes beep, beep, beep. And anyway, uh, we'll just, uh, we'll be looking forward to talking to you again real soon. We got to get you scheduled. I'll get back to you so you can get back with us. This is perfect. Thank you. No, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. God bless and keep you and a day at a time. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey every day at a time. He's got something special for you. So we'll be signing off for now. Same time, same station. Check back. We'll see you later. God bless you. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.